Hello, and thank you for joining me for another episode of Titanium Blonde Talks. Today, I have my very good friend and mentor, Pat Bailey on. And she is the one who has been so instrumental in helping me find my way, in helping me make this podcast a reality. And I have had several guests on who have been through her offerings that she has through the Hell Yes Academy. And so it was time to bring Pat to all of you so that you could learn about her wonderful, wonderful work she does. And she is also a Bach yogi. So she comes from a place of her heart in everything she does. And I'm so happy that she's here. Thank you, Pat, for joining me today. Oh my goodness. The honor is mine, Sherry. I've watched you create this passion of yours from afar and to be invited to chat with you is just a big honor. So thank you for having me. I realized that the first phone call that you and I had was back in March of 2017. And that was to just kind of do a little talk about sort of where I was starting with my website, etc. And boy, have things changed since yes. that <laughs> yes. Our first date. Um, it hasn't been quite two years. And even though at times it feels like it's been teeth grindingly slow, when I take the time to look back at my notes in all of our sessions that we did in the the portal, I've come a really long way. And it's sometimes hard to remember to look at those things when all I see is all the things I want to keep doing going forward. Mm-hmm. I remember that first call. I don't remember. I think it was Instagram that brought us together. When you were doing the Inspired Yogis on Instagram. Oh, okay. Way, way, way back in the day. So that was what, 2014? Yeah, I think so. Something like that. That's funny. That was how I first met you. I was just so funny because I was just talking to somebody about the fact that that was my favorite group to do the yoga challenges with. And we learned so much. You guys taught us about how to take pictures, how to use editing apps. And I mean, these were 30 day long challenges. So every day we had something new to work on and it was so incredible. And I will never forget that. That was my favorite thing. And that's where I met so many of the people that I follow on Instagram. Instagram now was through the Inspired Yogis. That was where we started. Tell everyone about how you dreamt up your Hell Yes Academy and the steps that you went through to kind of bring it to birth. Okay. Yeah. Thank you for asking about that. I, oh, just like a lot of things I've created in my life, I, I wish that I could say, well, I had a master plan and I had the you know, six month plan and a 12 month plan and a five year plan and a 10 year plan. <laughs> like, I, you know, like it was all kind of this master plan. And it's, it would feel so good to be able to say that because the, the true answer is that I have kind of notoriously in my life created so authentically that sometimes I create things without even knowing that they're coming. And that's certainly how the academy happened. Because where I went from Instagram, uh, I struggled a lot with with figuring out how to monetize my Instagram because I had created this really authentic following doing the challenges. And then, you know, years ago, before influencers were influencers, and when all this was really beginning, brands started reaching out to me and saying, 
uh, what they what they were saying to a lot of people, a lot of peers at the time that I was on Instagram with, you know, would you please um, partner with us or collaborate with us? And none of it felt really authentic. And at the time I had the use, uh, you know, we built this entire community of yogis and I felt like I didn't want to be a sellout. And so what ended up happening was I was paralyzed for a while and I thought, oh my God, I'm going to miss the boat if I don't do this. Everybody around me is wearing certain yoga pants and doing all these collaborations. And it just didn't feel authentic to me at the time. And I I really struggled because I felt what I now coach people away from, which is I felt this panic and this fear and this idea of where, which I realize now is coming from scarcity and fear. Like if I don't act on this right now, then the opportunities are going to go away. I'm going to miss my chance. And so I was putting a lot of pressure on myself to figure it out. And I sat with it for a while. And then what I decided was very typically me, I'm going to not do this the way that everybody else is doing it. I'm going to find a way that feels really creative and authentic and and organic to me. And so what I did was I created a packet of what I called intentional collaborations. It sounds so crazy now that I'm telling you. And it was this packet of ideas of that I would present to brands when they came to me and said, we want to collaborate with you. I would say to them, yes, okay, I love that you want to collaborate with me. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. But I I just don't want to do the typical things of the affiliate links and the giveaways because those don't feel authentic. But here's a packet of things that I like to do with brands because I was really more interested in creating a longer term partnership and something that when people saw that I was doing something with the brand that it felt like aligned with what I was already doing. One of the ideas in that packet was uh, where I would ask all of my fellow yogis that were doing these challenges with me if they would join me for a campaign to partner with the brand. And we would do a 30-day campaign where we would all send the same message and we would create content for the brand. And essentially what, and, and every brand that got that packet wanted to do that collaboration. Uh, because it was essentially what I was doing was I was creating an agency and and everyone because I'd never asked anyone for anything when I got these brands to send me yoga pants or product or whatever that I loved which was always my first rule that I wasn't going to support a brand that I didn't like first of all but when I would reach out to these yogis and say okay this brand wants to collaborate with me and I want you on my team to collaborate will you do this they all said we don't even care what it is we love you so much we want to do it and so I, I very quickly then created this agency. So the Hell Yes Life was really the Hell Yes Agency first. And it was an influencer marketing agency that was specifically geared for people like me on Instagram who were very authentically building their brand in the yoga space. And I wanted to lift all of us. And I wanted to use my marketing skills to reach out to these brands and create an opportunity for my team and I to collaborate in really authentic ways. And I was one of the first, now you can find influencer marketing um, agencies all over the place. This was, gosh, at least at least five years ago, but longer than that. And it was quite a hustle because the the you know the one big challenge when you're the new guy on the block creating something that no one else knows about is you have to educate everybody. So you, I had to educate brands. Why would we hire the team? Then I also had to, to instead of just pitching myself, I was suddenly pitching 11 people, which meant a bigger paycheck, which meant that I had to pay all these 11 people. And it was just a big hustle and a big struggle. And I did it for two years. And when I wanted to walk away from it to do something else, I handed the agency over to a partner who I thought could 
could take the agency and um, and make and grow it. And that didn't end up happening, you know, for whatever reason. Uh, but at the time when I walked away, I I was spending a lot of time talking to people like you about what they were creating. And people would call me because they saw what I was creating on Instagram and they heard kind of through the grapevine that I had this agency. And they would sit down and have coffee with me or call me and say, I'm thinking about creating this or I have this brand, will you look at it? And they were asking me for my opinion. At the end of the year, I looked and I thought, I thought to myself, gosh, this is the amount of time that I've been spending kind of unofficially talking to people about their brands and what they're creating. I had amassed a whole bunch of resources to send to them when they asked me and things that I was looking at. And I thought there might be something to this. And my first idea in creating the Academy was to educate other influencers on how to brand themselves because I thought I wanted to up-level my talent. I wanted my talent to be really business savvy. And so I created the Academy thinking that it would be for influencers. And what ended up happening was all the people like you who have brands or who have lives or who have pro passion projects, women mostly, uh, my age, slightly younger and slightly older, they jumped in and they have been jumping in since this academy started two years ago. And so the very first session was filled with seven students None of them were influencers. <laughs> they were all women who had passion projects and brands. And that's how the Academy started. And, and I let go of the Hell Yes agency. And I created this brand called the Hell Yes Life. And where the Hell Yes Life comes from is five years ago when I was, I had an intuitive healer at the time who simply said to me one day, if it's not a Hell Yes, Pat, it's a no. And she wrote it on a card and I still have that card in gold writing and I never forgot it. And it's just so absolute when someone says something like that to you and you're ready to hear it. It never left my brain. It never let, it became part of my every, I, I live, breathe, eat, sleep, create, love operate with this mantra. It's just so part of me now. When she said that, I, 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 it stopped me. And it is so absolute. If you live by that, it's a hell yes or a no. It makes your life so much easier. And so when I was thinking about what do I name this agency, the hell yes agency was just what it was. And the tagline has always been it's a hell yes or no. Then the academy was, uh, you know, built, I couldn't call it the hell yes agency academy. So I just <laughs> named it the hell yes life. And now it's the hell yes academy. And yeah, that's how that's kind of a long story. But that's how it came to be. I just remember at one point in time, you were doing some bike tours there for a while too. And that was pro that was part of the agency, I think when you it, were first. It was, it was on its own. I've always had the travel stuff has always been kind of on its own as a love that I've never been able to really fit into what I'm really creating. And so just like now, it still is the, the luxury travel writing that I do is on the side of the academy. But I think I was trying at the time to move away from corporate America. And so I was, yeah. and, and doing those bike tours in um, Hungary was one thing that I was just really wishing would would fly and it just didn't it didn't take off the way that I wanted it to but it certainly inspired me to continue to travel and opened up that door for me um, and I never stopped traveling after that I just created a different path in order to do that well and I know that the portal came out of wanting to be able to offer a little bit different and more affordable option for folks who couldn't make the academy piece work and I am, I think you're, 
your OG yes. uh, student yeah. in the portal. <laughs> yeah, I love because that. I was in the first group and I just never left. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the the portal. Just, so this is a, just another example. I wish I could say, oh, and then my then my next big brainstorm was to just have this portal offering, and that's not what happened at all. What I was finding in uh, when I was trying to get the academy going, when you're starting anything new, you have to educate people. You have to really sell yourself because you don't have any graduates. You don't have a, you know, you're just getting started. And for the first, I want to say now it's finally after two years, it's much easier, but the first year for sure, and maybe even longer than that, it just it has always been a hustle trying to get those new seven students. And every single time I start that sales cycle, I have a, a handful of students who want to be in the academy, but can't afford it. And it's heartbreaking to me because I know that I can help them and, and I want to help them. And I wish that I, I wish that I could without there being this barrier, this human, this human block of money. And so that's where the portal came. I just said, I, for the next 24 hours during the eclipse that August, I wrote a blog post and I just said, I know what it feels like because I had my wallet stolen. I had this terrible thing happen to me while I was traveling. I know what it literally feels like to not have anything. And for the next 24 hours, I'm opening up my academy to anybody who jumps in and sets their own price. And that's how the portal was born. There was such an overwhelming response. 50 people jumped in and $4,000 later, it was such, it was such an absolute hell yes, that I couldn't overlook it moving forward. Uh, but, but that it, it's an, another example of how you just have an exact moment in time where everything aligns and it's never the same way again, because the portal has been a hard thing for me to have take off. And it's because my full focus is in the academy and I don't focus right. all my energy in the portal for whatever reason, I need to work on getting a better funnel um, into to, to funnel into the portal because I like the concept. But yeah, and you and I've talked a lot about the business model of that portal and why how it could be better and why it's not working. But right now, I, I, I have literally 61 graduates of the academy and I have nine new students in this new session. I had 11 last session and it's just it's cranking along and it's really something I'm proud of. So I don't feel like I need to focus too much on the portal. And I'm doing something new with Patreon uh, this year where I will try to create more opportunities for people who can't afford the Academy in the way of scholarship with outside investors. So that's just how I'm going to address that because I want, I don't want to turn people away who I love and want to help who can't afford it. I think too, the interesting thing for me was that I never felt it was a lesser option. It, it actually worked really well for me. It has worked really well for me throughout the whole thing. It gave me that sense of community that I needed that you were offering. And it gave us time once a week to see face to face everybody in the group and to talk about things that we were working on and, you know, get help or get support or have someone cheer us on or whatever it was. And so there was a lot that happened for me in a very short period of time after going through that first portal group and where I started when I walked through the door and I, it was right after that first video thing that you had us do that video exercise. And when everyone said that they felt that I was thinking too small and like you, I'm not, I'm not a planner. I don't sit down and say, here's, here's my goal for, you know, the, the next week and the next 
month and the next quarter and the next six months and year. And, you know, and when somebody says to me, what's your five-year goals? I'm like, um, to be alive, (laughs) to keep breathing, to make sure I still have a roof over my head and to just be happy and joyful. And, and that, that's it. I mean, I really, I mean, I have trouble sometimes just waking up and getting clothes on for the day. So so for me, that's just not how I've ever operated. I am not a big planner girl. I'm not a big goal girl. I am a pedal to the metal, balls to the wall. And so it was so interesting to me that a little over a year ago, so that was in like October of 2017. And we talked in our one-on-one about what I was doing. And you said to me, I want you to just stop doing everything else. Keep learning about the podcasting. Just take your time and educate yourself and take the rest of the year. So this would have been the end through the end of 2017 and just sort of let things marinate and kind of fall into place. And that's just so not me. For some reason, the minute that you said that, all of those little locks, those little puzzle pieces just kind of all came together and it just went, you know what? That feels so right. And it was never, I've never been in a situation before like that where I felt such a sense of peace around just taking my time around exploring options around learning new things. I stuffed my head full of so many podcasts (laughs) and so much information. And I mean, now that I look back at this, I created all of this out of thin air. I taught myself how to do everything. Yeah. Make my own website, learn how to do the podcasting. There's been a few fits and starts along the way, but I not to, it's not like I'm trying to break my arm, patting myself on the back, but I learned how to do all of that. If, if I can learn how to do all of this and come to a place where I am today, I can, I feel like I can learn to do anything. And I, I truly think that it was your prompting and you're holding the space for me that actually gave me the permission to do that. Mm. I don't think that I could have in a different time or place, you know, it's just like you said, the stars all aligned and that's yeah. the way it was. And and that's what happened. And- I remember that conversation. And I think it's important to tell everyone who's listening that um, in that call you had, you know, I think, I think there are a lot of us who juggle a lot of things or feel like we have to constantly have a lot of things happening or we're so dynamic that we don't want to let go of anything because we love all the things that we're doing. And I think in that call, I felt that so much with you because I think you were trying to do so much. And at the time you had so many cards all over the wall and you were going in so many different directions. And I loved watching you give yourself that beautiful time to to really sort all that out. But I remember specifically saying, if you could choose one thing, what is the one thing that you're, this really makes your heart sing? And without a doubt, you said very quickly, it's the podcast. There's, it's about the podcast. It's about stories. It's about talking to people. It's about giving people the space, creating the space and the opportunity for their stories to be heard and to be a catalyst for that. And I felt that and that and then it was just natural for me to say, and it's so interesting because this comes up in the academy so much. It's about permission. You said the word and I love that because it's about giving ourselves permission 
to take a deep breath, to focus on one thing, to go in a different direction, to let go of something. It's always about permission. And that I had that moment where I could just say to you, just focus on this thing. Like everything else will be here. Look, you've given yourself time and space and nothing's going anywhere and you can do it at your own pace. And just to remind you that you could give yourself permission to do that um, is exactly what happened in that call. And, uh, and then you, and then you flew. And the the (laughs) other thing that I want to tell what I want to say, because this is the thing that I love about you the most, Sherry, that I just am so inspired by is that in that first conversation, from that first conversation, I think came this thought that this feeling that you were feeling scattered, and you needed clarity, and you wanted some direction, because you had so many ideas. And that's a common uh, theme in the students that come into the academy is that they're looking the one student in the new session used the word harness, she wants to harness it. And I love that, because that means that she's feeling like she's coming from a place of power where she can do that instead of usually what I hear is I want some clarity or I want to figure out a direction. Um, And that's great too. But I feel like with you, you always had a million things that you wanted to do and you were going, you were a a bullet train like coming at me (laughs) when we first got on that call. And I thought, this is the dynamo who's doing so much and has so many ideas and wants to do so many things in the world. And it's great. And at some point, I just said to you, it's the same thing. At at some point, I gave you the invitation to give yourself permission to slow down and give yourself time and focus on doing what you want to do well. And you took that to heart. And this is the thing that I love about you the most on a long list of things that I love about you was that you literally, you guys listening, she literally did the thing I never see anybody do. And she said, okay, I'm going to sit still and I'm going to learn. I'm going to create, I'm going to give myself time. There's not going to be a panic. There's no, there's no such thing as a timeline. I'm just going to let this percolate. I'm going to make cards and organize things and give myself time to just really think about it. And that was beautiful to watch. It was so inspiring to me that you didn't feel any pressure or stress or idea that you have to do it, you know, fast or else it's going to go away or, and you did that for months. You, I, I did it for longer than just the, the last couple of months of 2017. I mean, yeah. that, that slid into the, the first quarter of 2018 as well. And, you know, I had some fits and starts and some things that didn't work. And then I would put things down for a while. And I remember having a conversation in early 2018 and just saying, I feel overwhelmed. I had so, I had absorbed so much information that yeah. I, I was feeling overwhelmed. So I kind of put everything aside, but I remember, boy, I don't remember when it was. It was probably like in March maybe or something. And we had had a conversation or something and I got myself a giant (laughs) post-it notepad to go with my little three by five cards and sat down and just started writing down all of the things that were in my head. And I mean, pages and pages of stuff and created things that I still haven't necessarily gone anywhere with them yet, but I got them out of my head and onto the paper. And then from there, about, I don't know, four months ago, I put them all into my computer. But it was that the thing of, it's so easy, especially with social media, 
And it was the thing that I liked so much that you kept reminding me, just, you know, take your time, take your time, was that it's that sense of I need to do Instagram, and I need to be doing Facebook, and I need to do this, and I need to do that, and blah, 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 blah. I finally just decided to, I focused for a while. I did created my focus group and then just stayed mostly in Facebook. I did still did my posts in Instagram, but not as quite so rigid and focused on that focus group of, of 70 plus women. And that is where I started the interview process of the woman of the week, which was the blog post interviews. And then out of that grew my Monday news series, which brought me Catherine Budig and a lot of different people that said yes to my invitation to do a blog post interview. And it was through all of that and learning more about these women and learning more about their stories and their lives that I knew that the podcast was the next thing, right? I mean, those those blog posts, those interviews, those are evergreen content. That'll be there forever for people to go and read. And that's great, but I wanted women to be able to not just use their words on the paper or on the internet, but to actually be able to use their voices. Mm -hmm. And so that's why the podcast still, and I got to tell you, I mean, I'm, I don't know, close to 20 interviews in now with all of this and I love it. Yeah. I absolutely love talking to these women. It's so interesting because some of the podcast groups that I'm in, people talk about just, you know, done is better than perfect. Mm -hmm. And just know that you are going to start out and probably not sound real polished or the way you want to be. But each time you do this process, each time you do an interview, each time you go through this, that you're going to get a little better and a little better and a little better. And then I listened to the Jenna Kutcher, the Gold Digger podcast, and she was talking about how her early interviews and just how awful she sounded when she first started. And I thought, you know, this is a woman that now makes multi-million dollars every year off of her podcasts, her online courses, all of that. And she created all of that herself. So I was just like, okay, you know, I can do this. The thing that the highest compliment that I have been paid by almost every single woman that I have interviewed for the podcast is that they felt comfortable. They felt like they were sitting down to have coffee with a friend and just chatting, Mm -hmm. that the questions were great, that I always made them feel like they could be open, that they weren't subject to being judged or, you know, that this was all about them and truly is for me. I mean, that's, that's been the whole thing for me. And I, I'm sure that I could have probably wrestled my way through it at some point in time, but I truly don't believe that without you and those groups that each time we went through each quarter for the portal that I wouldn't have been able to come through with as much energy or as much of a space of feeling like I was really doing what I was meant to do. Mm. I mean, I just, I just talked with Laura Hyman last week, I think it was. And she's got her own podcast. I mean, thousands of people listen to her every week. And I was so, she's one of my my yoga mentors. And I just so enjoy her 
the way her brain thinks and to actually talk to her about other things in life besides yoga was a, a treat. Yeah. And we, we got all done. And I said, thank you so much. I so appreciate your time and you making time on your vacation to talk with me for today. And I said, I just, I love this podcast thing. I love interviewing the women and I just enjoy it so much. And she said, that's good because you're great at it. Oh, I love that. I love that, Sherry. You know, to start from nothing yeah, and to, uh, to think about the trust that I get every time I get somebody to accept my invitation. And for a lot of these women, this is asking them to step so far outside of their mm -hmm. comfort zone to do, to do something like this. And even though they may be on Instagram and they do stories and they post their pictures or whatever, mm -hmm. I mean, this is, this is asking them to really sort of open their heart and bear their soul and talk about things that maybe they don't talk about with anybody else. And that blows my mind every time. Yeah, I love every that. time. This is my favorite thing about what I do is that I if I have any if I have any part of helping someone to find this for themselves. If I, if I could if I mean now that you know what it feels like, don't you don't you wish this for everyone that they could find their thing that makes them feel so full and so proud yes. and so full of love and so absolutely called to be exactly doing this thing. I mean, people spend their whole lives and, and some people don't ever find it. And the way that you feel about this is how I feel about the academy work. And I can't tell you how many times I've gotten off of calls and just bawled my eyes out because I know that I was just an instrument for helping someone in a way that, I, that they maybe couldn't help themselves or that I just felt like it was so divine. I just, I love this for you. I love this so much for you. And, and the fact that I've had any little bit of it, of, of doing in it, is just my greatest honor in life. Well, it's, it's much more than any little bit, that's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we make a great team. Yes, yes. I, I, it's, there's been times when I've been, you know, that, like you said, the speeding bullet train and, and ready to go off the rails. And you were always there to just gently sort of push me back and <laughs> keep me from crashing spectacularly. I will just always love you for that. Yeah. Well, I love you back. We're a good team. I know that you, the the travel and the travel writing and everything you said that you know that's a separate thing and i know how much you love to travel and that you took a big leap last year i remember you and i having a conversation and you saying that you wanted to go and live in paris mm -hmm. and you were you were trying to decide and i said to you i'm not quite sure why you think there needs to be some sort of a decision. This is what you said you wanted to do. This is what you asked the universe for. And now it's being delivered to your doorstep. So pack your suitcases. Yeah. Sublet your apartment. Yeah. And go. Yeah. It's funny. Everybody said that to me. It's kind of funny when it, when the, when it presented itself so absolutely and so ridiculously, I was the one that was kind of standing there dazed and everybody else, my mom, everyone around me, they, because I'm so always so transparent about how, about things that happen. And so that happened right while we were having a session where I was literally in an Uber and I got this clear message from the universe to my heart that said, this is your place. You, you need to be here in Paris. And I had, I talk about that. And I had this moment where I got goosebumps instantly because I knew absolutely that that's where I wanted to be. 
And then my head talked me out of it, you know, all, all, and then I said, okay, sh- sh- yep. I'm having a moment here. And then it happened months later. I, I like you, like I, like the advice that I gave you, I went back home that summer. I sat with it. I, I knew the way that it felt because I've got, I've become so much more aware about the process and, and I know now about how to manifest. Absolutely. So I knew that it was coming because it felt so, it was such an absolute rush. Uh, and it was such an absolute, I knew that it was coming. And then I just, you know, I just kept going about my life and I knew that I wasn't responsible for how. So I just kept going through the motions, but I kept th- imagining and thinking about this life. And then when it presented itself, I was kind of like dazed. I was like, wait, it's happening. Now what do I do? What do I do? And my mom said, you go. What do you mean? What do you do? And you said, you go. What do you mean? What do you do? And so I jumped in June of last year. I found the perfect subletters. They just presented themselves. The universe gave me these perfect subletters. And I had this studio uh, that's the size of a tuna can, but it's mine. And uh, it sure is cute, though. It might be the size of a tuna can, but it sure is cute. It's it's perfect. It's perfect. And so, yeah, I jumped, and uh, gosh, that was really scary. It's just because you manifest what you want doesn't mean that it's it's not going to be scary. Because I was leaving Correct. my sister behind, and a life behind, and an apartment behind, and a country behind, and I didn't really know what to expect. And for the first month, I want to say I stayed in that apartment. I haven't ever told anybody this, but I was a little bit shell shocked uh, because I'm used to being in places that I love and having a specific time limit where I have to create or explore. And this was the first time in a long time where I had literally dropped myself in this city that I wanted to be in and the whole world, the whole city that I wanted to be in. And I was going to be there, you know, at least for six months, but indefinitely. And there was no rush. So here it is again. It's like, I just didn't feel any rush. And I was still, I was very shell-shocked. And so for the whole, for definitely the month of June and most of July, I didn't go out much because I was just so happy to be there. And then I started to kind of come out of this quiet disbelief and and spread my wings. And it's just been a progression of that to now I'm, I'm applying for a long stay visa because I've decided I really want to stay there. I know you're not a planner. <laughs> and the option to be able to live as an expat, what do you, how do you stay grounded? I mean, I know that you are, you were taking French lessons to learn French, but the culture is completely different. The environment is completely different. Do you, do you find yourself homesick at all or no? Um, you know, what I'm learning about myself is that there are a lot of things about the culture and about Paris in particular, and about being a woman in Paris and about the, just the French that I really appreciate and that potentially might even be part of who I am that aren't appreciated in our culture. And so it's just, I I think it's a little bit of that where I just have like, I like getting dressed up to go out. I I like the fact that women wear high heels on their bicycles. That's just always (laughs) been something that I wish was happening in the States and it's not. And now I live in a place where that happens and I'm like, this is my place. Um, I like pastries. I like, uh, I like polite. I mean, I, I like how polite they are. I mean, that might annoy most people. I love the culture and the history. I love how they respect writers. And when I am in a cafe and I tell someone that I'm a writer, it's a completely different 
reaction than if I were to say that in the United States. So I think there are, are a lot of things. It's still also very new. So all this feels, you know, it's, it feels good. But I think there are a lot of things about the French culture and about living in Paris that feel more like me than living in the States at the moment. And so that helps for sure. Do I miss my family? Of course, but I have an older family. We're kind of all in a million different directions. We come together once a year. If I want to be home, I can be on a quick flight. So that's for sure. And because I have been traveling more and more over the last four years, I, you know, I stopped, I had a, a yoga community because I was teaching in the Bay Area. And the first year that I started traveling, that started to dissolve. The second year, it was even more dissolved. The third, by the fourth year, you know, you don't really have your roots and your community as tight as you used to um, when you go back home. And so that's, I've just become kind of a gypsy. And this is just the, you know, how my life has been progressively designed to now be a little bit location independent or choose to live on the other side of the world. So yeah, when I think about losing my place in Sausalito, I have a small panic because I'm not quite ready to be fully in Paris yet. I, I like that I have subletters and that I can be in two places at the same time at the moment. So I know that for sure, but yeah. And I'm creating a community there and we'll be teaching at two studios in Paris this year. And so, oh, good, so good. I'm starting to create, I'm starting to really make, want to start nesting again and want to start putting down some roots again in Paris for now. And, um, and I just listen to that until it doesn't feel like it serves me anymore. And then, and this is the thing I think we forget when we're not happy where we live, we can move. We're not, we're not rooted there forever. We can, I mean, there comes a lot of sacrifice and compromise with that sometimes in, in leaving friends or friendships or communities. And for sure, if you teach yoga in your community to leave a community and start over sounds daunting, but you always have that choice. And I have always felt a little bit like a gypsy. So, you know, it's, it's interesting to me when I was interviewing Steph Gongora and, and talking about she and her husband, Dr. Ben's transition from yeah. living in the States to living in Costa Rica. And, and I, I asked her about, you know, this very intentional move. And she goes, I don't know how intentional it was. Yeah, <laughs> And, you know, when they started, she wasn't even a yoga instructor and he was not a functional medical doctor. And so it was, it just sort of grew and they knew that they wanted to open some sort of a center, but they were thinking about hosting other people's retreats. And now she's hosting her own yeah, yoga teacher trainings. Yeah. And I mean, it's just grown into this whole thing with she and Aaron and, and they've got um, another couple of people that are involved in all of that. And we talked about that she had never really, when she thought about teaching, her idea was not to be teaching classes every single week, that she really wanted to have more time. So doing workshops, doing retreats was really the style of teaching that she wanted to do versus teaching yoga, you know, yoga classes every single day or however many times a week or whatever it was. So it was very interesting to listen to her talk about that. And, you know, not necessarily, I mean, I've been teaching for 17 years and I have some of my students are students from when I very beginning started to teach that still come to take from me. So it, it is very strong with this community, but I think the more that I do this, where I reach out to women and we have these conversations and I'm building a very different community mm -hmm. that way that I really would like to start doing retreats for women where not only do we do use yoga as a 
conduit to help us have better conversations with ourselves, but to be able to support each other, to be able to uplift each other, to be able to celebrate each other. And that's what I'd really like to start doing is, is doing these and traveling and not necessarily call them necessarily a yoga retreat, but to call them a women's retreat. Yeah. And to actually do some travel with these people and take specific locations and go and travel and spend time and talk about our dreams and our hopes and, and you know, create those support systems for each other as we go out into the world to do other things. So that's kind of where I feel called to next. But I love that. I can take I can take my my um, microphone and my computer yeah. and my internet connection and do my podcast anywhere. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I mean, travel gives you that ability. It gives you the ability to be whoever you want where and, and inspires you to create a different life or to live a different way or to create some new project or to connect with a different community or to feel into a different culture and I think that we're tapping into that more and more. I just think as the as we get more globally connected, there's not those hard and fast lines anymore. Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, growing up, we didn't have a lot of money. I we, you know, never really we spent our vacation time on the Oregon coast every summer. And yeah. I got on an airplane the first time when I graduated from high school. My parents sent me to Hawaii for a week and that was a huge deal. And I took art history in college and never, never thought that I would ever be able to go to Paris and go to the Louvre and to see all of the things that I saw there that were things that leapt off of my pages of mm -hmm. my art history books that I, and I could start hearing my professors talking in my head about transoms and, yeah. you know, how they built all of these buildings and, and everything. And it was, and Notre Dame, walking in Notre Dame just about brought me to my knees yeah. to walk in there and see the smoke from the candles and smell the incense. Yeah. And those buildings were so old. And then the sun came shining through that stained glass window. And I was like, holy fuck. I'm actually yeah. really yeah. here. That's my daily reality. <laughs> I live in that neighborhood. Literally, I'm walking through a postcard every day and I think that. And like, I just think how, and it's exactly what you said. It's like you, everyone can create that magic for themselves. Why we're living in places that are uninspiring us, doing things that we can't stand when you could literally every day be in a place where you feel like you want to pinch yourself. All of us have that ability to do that. Yes. Yes. Well, and this year, my big plan is to go to Denmark in either September or October. Oh, that'd be fun. And do what I'm labeling it as the, um, the Viking roots tour. Nice. <laughs> and I, I kind of have this little thing, this little niggling thing in the back of my head that I want to come and visit you in Paris in the spring. Ah, oh, that'd be awesome. So we'll see. I just have to, uh, I have to pull all of the, the ducks in a row and, and call in all of the amazing funds so that I can pay for my, my travel. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Creating abundance is a whole nother story, right? It's a whole nother subject. for It is. Funding and, and your life. Yes. And, uh, you know, it's interesting. I, I had my, my yoga mentor, was the first one who ever said to me, if it's not a hell yes, Sherry, it's a no. So that stuck with me the same way it, it did with you, only you took it to a, a very different level. But I think about things like that and the stories that we tell ourselves that keep ourselves small and keep ourselves what 
we would label as trapped or stuck. I've learned so much about these women that I talk to, that I have the the pleasure and the good fortune of speaking with, realize that so many of them have never been asked to share their stories or they don't feel that they have a story that's worth sharing or that they've spent their lives raising children, being married. They, some of them don't remember what their passions were or very, you know, various things. And I'm looking at this now at the age that I'm at going, life is short and I just want to do the things that feel good, that make me happy, that bring me joy, that allow me to go out and to continue to tell more stories because that's the thing. That's what drives me. This whole thing is all around the fact of I'm curious. I want to know where you came from, how you ended up here, <laughs> yeah. why you made the choices that you did, how, you know, how that changed your life. All of those things are incredibly interesting to me. And so to be able to maybe go to a foreign country and to think about maybe spending some time there instead of, like you said, having an end date where you knew that you were there to do something specific and then you were going to leave and come home. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's, that's where I'm going to start, but maybe someday that that's where I'll be is to be able to live part-time in a space that's very different from where I'm at right now. Yeah. I love that. And, uh, and the other thing is I'm trying to think of money more as an energetic exchange instead of something that has, um, the value judgments of being good or bad or hard or easy or a lot or a little, and just look at it as an energetic exchange, just like, so many other things in life. Yeah. But some days it's easier than said than others. <laughs> as sure. I know that you're that you're aware of. Yes, for sure. You're in the midst of the next session for the academy and you said you've had how many graduates? We're one week in. We started the beginning of uh, January, so this was the uh, the first week. Um and I have nine students in the current session. Uh they come from all over the world. Uh it's the and because I'm now more on that side of the world, I'm networking and connecting with more people in Europe, so I've, I I have a woman who's in Scotland. I have a woman who's in Paris. I have a woman who's in Denmark. Uh, I have a woman who's launching a global brand. So she'll be traveling to Dubai and to other places. She's creating this fashion uh, net, uh, this fashion channel, actually, for women that's going to be all over the world. And then, of course, I always have the Bay Area as represented because I have lots of community there. And so I have a few students there. I have another student who comes from the Midwest, who comes from my college town. And she uh, connected to me through um, a mutual friend. But every session, the the current students, the graduates um, refer students in because they make such big shifts and people around them notice what's happening that they say, "What, what is it that you're talking about? What are you doing? Or they know how valuable and sacred the space is that they say, I know the exact right person that should come in. This person needs you. Um, after they have the experience with me, they um, can do a really good job of recommending um, somebody that they know into the space. And that's what's happening more and more. So yeah, I, I had 11 students in the last session of 2018. And then I have nine students in the current session. They're all women. I've only had one man come through the academy. Wow. And he came with, he's a bhakti and he came with a dear, dear, dear friend of mine. Uh, He teaches at her studio in Portland, Oregon. And I, I made a decision after that that I wanted it to be just women. I thought I didn't, I wasn't really clear creating it from the start about that. 
but I've, I've gotten really clear about that over the years. And I feel like the space is really for women because it's, it's a, it's a different conversation and a different space when you say it's just for women. Yes. And, um, and, and that's what I know and, and where I feel the most comfortable. So it is just for women. And now what I, what I see is happening, um, now that I've gotten really clear on identifying who this Hell Yes Academy woman is, and I've been so exact about it that I've actually put it on my website with, you know, this is you, this is who you are. Um, she's coming, this exact woman is coming into the space. And this, this woman is an older woman who is a total dynamo, very, very smart, very creative, very high, high energy, and also highly, uh, what's the word am I, I thinking of? Producing a lot, just high producing and really dynamic and a real server. The, most of the women who come into the space are creating brands to serve the world and to make the world a better place. They're heart brands, they're passion projects, and they really don't need me, but they want to be reminded of things they've forgotten or they want to be put back on track because they're, they've lost their way or they want help gaining clarity or harnessing their multiple projects into one or transitioning from corporate America into creating a life of their own. And also the other uh, biggest asset, they have one-on-one -on -one time with me and they're sitting in a sacred space surrounded by other like-minded women. Yeah. And those are two huge things. It's just like you with your creating your community with your podcast. It's we live in a time right now in the world where women, there's sisterhood and, and women's space spaces and circles and organizations and missions are, have never been more important than now. And um, this united joint kind of force and front and space and community is really important. And so many of the women that sit in the space are also creating communities for women, which I love. And it's just nice to be, all speaking the same language and and it's it just feels so good that I can I can offer them all of the parts of myself very authentically. I don't have to compartmentalize. I'm not doing a job where the yoga is not beneficial and the being an, an intuitive is not beneficial and and having the branding stuff and social media stuff. It's all kind of coming together each time. And that feels really good. It feels nice to be doing something where all the parts of me are being used and seen. So yeah, and that you know, that's a so that's such a good description about how I feel too. Is that just to be able to serve these women and to you know they all they thank you and and tell me what an honor it was when it is and it's like you know what no that yeah. that I'm just here because I found you through social media or however I found you and something resonated for me on a level then to have you come through and do these interviews with me and be willing to share parts of yourself and to tell certain things that they maybe tell somebody in their family or somebody that they're close to, but this is like getting out to a wider audience that for me, that is, it's so important because there could be somebody out there listening that will hear that story and realize that they're not alone, that other people are going through some of the same things that they are, that they've come out the other side and that gives them hope that gives them a touchstone, whatever it is. And it's, it's so incredible that the majority of these women that I talk to, we end up 
trading cell phone numbers mm. and just checking in, you know, either with texting or, or, you know, connecting up online and stuff. And it's, it's that sort of that space of my whole world just got really, really big. Yeah. And really, really small all at the same time. I, I never, I had no idea when I started this, that this would be where I would end up. And I just, it still blows my mind every once in a while that I get to do this. I still have to do all the other things I have to do, but this is the, this is like the highlight of my week is doing all of this and then doing the post-production and putting together the social media pieces and to just be able to help these women tell and share their stories is, is, is really incredible. I, I, I still have to, just like you with your yeah. move to Paris, I sometimes have to pinch myself to remind myself that, you know, this is, this is really real. And, I love uh, I love it. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm hoping that everything comes together for you to do all of the things that you want to do in Paris. And Thank I'm you. so happy to hear that the Academy is, doing so well for you because I, I know that that's truly where your heart is and all of that and, and being able to serve. But I love hearing that you're going to start teaching yoga again in, yeah. in Paris because I think that's just that's just one more place where you get to shine bright. Oh, and that's important too. Yeah, I, I think I made a soft announcement to the universe and to myself that I wanted to get back to my to sharing my practice and she she hears everything you think and um I, I didn't realize that I thought it that loudly <laughs> but um uh, and, and it's funny because I'm surrounded by people some you know some women who are having a hard time finding opportunities in Paris it's not easy to find a job and um the one oh, the one okay. studio where I uh was offered a class is uh, Raza, which is where Rusty Wells teaches when he's uh, when he's there, and and I will do another fifty hours with him in February because he's coming. And so you know, it's one of those things as a yoga teacher, you know, forever student, always, always, always. Yes. And, and when you practice at a studio, I mean, I can say even in San Francisco, this is true, but particularly, I mean, I'm practice at a studio where my teacher teaches. And then for that studio to say to me, we would love to have you teach a bhakti class. And there's no one teaching bhakti in Paris right now. It's a really big deal. Oh, it's a really big deal. It's a big, that is a big it's deal. It's a really big honor. And um, so I'll be teaching a Monday night, a Monday night candlelight bhakti class. And I've got a, I've got some work to do because I'm a little bit away from my practice, <laughs> uh, my asana practice. My practice has gotten really still, um, so I'm going to do that. But I've been wanting to get back into my practice and into my body uh, because I've been sitting still for so long. And I just, I just said that uh, to myself, and then the universe just presented this. And the other studio. Uh, the owner, it's a brand new studio and the owner is in my mastermind group. And we were talking oh. about this idea of unity, consciousness and of uh, divine feminine and masculine and how we each of us have the both parts and how we yep. need to navigate that better and have a better conversation with, with men and women and the collective. And she, we started brainstorming and that class is going to be a Friday night co-ed class and it will be called Unity Yoga. And I'm still oh. developing what it is, but it'll be a vinyasa based class, but it will be a class where we explore 
the internal conversation of um, this unity of male, the masculine and feminine in you, but also a catalyst for having a conversation between men and women to understand each other better. And we're going to do that through yoga. So um, I'm excited That's great. about what that will be. And uh, just a, feeling so honored that anyone wants to have me share my practice in Paris is a big deal that that's on the horizon for 2019 is to share my practice more. Uh, and then what, what trips do you have going on? Uh, so, so far I'm only, I only have two trips. Uh, one is back to Thailand, uh, in, in February. And then I will go, I have a trip to Italy in April and I, I know that I want to spend another month in Bali this year. So we'll see how that goes. Oh, uh-huh. And then I have a whole, you know, I have a whole list of places. Morocco's on my list. I would love to visit Israel, some more Spain, all of Europe is always on my list. But I'll be on that side of the world, so I'll be I'll just be popping around a little bit. Um, well, and it's so much more affordable to pop around on an yes. airplane or a when train. you're in Paris or a train yeah. than it is, you know, coming from the states. So For sure. So that's awesome. Well, I want to thank you for joining me today and just for being this guiding force. Oh, thanks, Sherry. Thanks for allowing me to, to guide you. Because <laughs> if, if you didn't, then I wouldn't have that beautiful gift and honor in my life. Uh, I, I'm not, that is never lost on me that people come into my space and ask you know, every time I get on the phone with somebody that I've never met and they say, and they just want my opinion, it's, it's something we take for granted. You know, it's like you said, you, you appreciate that people give you the time, their time to tell their story. It's, it sounds like such a small thing, but it's a really big deal that people would it even is. want to get on the call with me and ask me for my opinion. And, and that goes for you in our very first call that you wanted to talk to me about what you were creating and what you were doing in your life. And, and it's every time I get on the phone with somebody, even if it's a student that I know full well how the call's going to go or what they need from me, I still am just so grateful that people want to have me tell them what I think or walk beside them and remind them or hold their hand and guide them, whatever it is. It's just such a big deal that I, yeah. Well, I, you know, for me, I, I kind of got that whole, you know, you, you do such a good job of holding space for people. And that gentle guidance, guidance, and so that's a lot of what I've tried to cultivate with this whole podcast is to be able to hold space, and then to be able to prompt people by asking a question, or making a comment, or talking about something that's happened to me that then takes the conversation in a different space. And so it, it's that holding that vessel open or that space open for people to be able to step forward and talk about whatever it is that they they want or need to talk about and it's truly incredible i'm yeah i still am just in awe of the whole thing in awe of all of the the ladies who have crossed my podcast doorstep <laughs> well i'm in awe of you sherry kiddo way to go you've done such a, it's been beautiful to watch your process and i'm i'm feeling honored to be on your list of interviewed ladies and to have my own <laughs> personal space in this podcast project of yours. It just feels so good to be here. So thank you. Well, I, I couldn't do it without you coming on to do an episode because I've had several of the women that I met through the the portal who 
two of them went through the academy after that. They they moved from the portal into the academy. So I, I look at stuff like that and I think, you know, it's it's that whole that symbiosis yeah. that we're all fluidity connected. that happens. Yeah. 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 We're all connected. Yeah. Well, thank you again. And I appreciate you and your time and your just everything. It's it's thank been you. it's been just a wonderful, great experience to uh have you in my life. So yeah, thank you so much, Sherry. All right. Well, I'm sure we will be talking again soon. Yes, I hope.